0: so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam Show. Let's go! Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. It up, it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam Show. Uh. Turn it up, turn it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. up, it up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam. up, turn up, it's the Pancake and Power Slam Show. Uh.
1: Now, listening to the Pancakes and Power Slam show by Crave Wrestling on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to follow Crave Wrestling on Twitter at Crave Wrestling and join the Facebook fan page Crave Wrestling. Indeed, 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 it is episode 172 of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We are live and living Kelly getting funky like a monkey, if you will. As always, let's have some fun. As we do every single week, we have fun and on top of fun and on top of fun. Battleground predictions this week. We've got the three amigos of Pancakes and Power Slams live and living Keller this week. We got Derek. How are you tonight, sir? Always oh, doing fine. Absolutely. And of Played course. <laughs> Yeah, same as the last one, yes, absolutely. And, of course, we got the Ryan Fuqua on the show tonight. How are you, sir? Oh,
2: hey, what's going on, guys? I'm all good. It was this episode 172, right? Seventy-one, seventy-two. absolutely. Wow, 172, how are you? That's, that's pretty cool.
1: <laughs> Indeed. And, of course, we got the live stream, as always, Flutton the scene, on the comments, uh, we are wrestling, com. Of course, live, tweet at Crave Wrestling. How about I start off with a trivia question. What year did the AWA debut? What year did the AWA debut? Now, we're going to have Battlefield Predictions that is going to be hosted live in the Silver Dome. And for those who watch Tough Talk uh will understand what I what I mean by that. Uh Daniel Bryan out of anyone, uh, messed up Battleground's name and said Battlefield. So, uh, you know, I guess Hulk Hogan's uh off the hook by saying uh nineteen sixty two nope, not not quite. Good guess though. Close very close. But Hulk, Hulk Hogan's uh uh off the hook by saying uh Silverdome. <laughs> when I was in the uh Superdome in Louisiana. But yeah, uh tough enough. Did uh it, tough enough let, let us know your thoughts on tough enough? I thought the uh the, the elimination was uh suitable. I think uh, she should have been eliminated especially when she said that she was happy that she was leaving. Um, and, yeah, it just made absolutely no sense to me. And how how could you be happy? It doesn't matter if you're arguing with someone. Of course they're going to argue with you because they want the same spot as you do. So it just doesn't make any sense at all for someone to say, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm having issues with... Other uh, cast members, so I'm going to go ahead and say, Yeah, I want to be off of the show. It doesn't make sense at all. It was ridiculous. But I tell you what, though, and everybody knows very well that I was a huge Page fan, Uh, just without a doubt my favorite. But Page is really starting to get on my nerves. Uh, uh, Derek Orion. Either one of you noticed uh, just a, a kind of a, a change in uh, opinion on Paige. I mean, she's she's only what 24, I believe. So she's she's young, but you can just tell the youth in Paige because you know she's been she's been wrestling for a while. She's only 24, but you, but, but she's been in the business for a while. In the UK, she has family in the UK, but it's like. What I don't like is the fact that you can tell that she is just, she just acts like a jerk. She acts like a young, entitled jerk that, to me, does not have the experience to be a judge. Uh, my pick would have been Natalia as a judge. I think that would have made the most sense. And if you want to really, you know, bring a blast from the past, you know, I would have had someone like Medusa, you know, come up, or even Trish Stratus. Uh, I think, I think those three—Natalia, Trish, or Medusa—would have been <clears throat> the ideal, you know, judges. But Paige, ah, eh, not so much. And I think we're, I think we're seeing that more and more. I think it was skeptical in the first place, but I think we're seeing it more and more because it just seems like Paige is like one of them. Like she should be in the, the the barracks and in the house with one of them arguing with the girls. Ryan what do you think about
2: that? Um I don't watch this tough enough but Paige just period. Like I do I guess you can call me a minute mark because I have soured on her for some reason. I'm not sure why. Uh totally agree though, Natalia would have been a better judge.
1: Yeah, yeah. Derek your thoughts on Paige.
2: Well yeah, the thing about Paige is I mean she is young. I mean, she doesn't have that much experience. Yeah, she I mean and she I mean she was a tough, you know, girl female wrestler but now she's a and also she's with those, those people in there, if not younger. So I mean it just doesn't fit right. You should have people up there ten years experience that really Yeah you're doing wrong. It's just so I mean, that takes away from the show for me, because I don't think anything she does
1: really that
2: seriously. Yeah, exactly. She'll be 23 All next right.
1: month, so so she's only and
2: I 22 do need to. Now. I'm sorry. I do need to apologize. I just have a vendetta against this season tough enough. I just – I don't know. It's just not for me this season. I don't – it seems <laughs> way too scripted. Like, I – Yeah. Like, I mean, of course, yeah, anything WWE, you're going to get that. But this one, man, it's – Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 no pun intended, but it is tough. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I agree, and I think you know just because I I think NXT has helped f- from from a personal standpoint. I think NXT and just the advent of NXT and just that kind of uh, oh boy, I, I guess homegrown you know organization, yeah. homegrown talent to a certain extent. Um, I, I think that that has helped me want to watch Tough Enough. And I think just, you know, for for the sake of, to be honest with you, for the sake of journalism and because I write for a beach report and uh, PW Mania and We Are Wrestling, I mean, that's really the only reasons why I'm into the show. Uh, but I think, it just, and just Hulk Hogan being a judge at, you know, over 60 years old is interesting to me. I just wanted to see his take versus someone who's, you know, about 30 years younger than he is, which is Daniel Bryan. So, um, you know, it, it's interesting, and just I, I wanted to see the the chemistry that the three of them have. And, and I can, you know, Daniel Bryan and Hulk Hogan, you know, I, I can tell that they respect each other. Uh, of course, Hulk Hogan, you know, being in the business, you know, 35 years, you know, almost 40 years. And so, and and Daniel Bryan, you know what he's achieved, and just you know, clawing and scratching his way to the spot that he is in, and what he's achieved, being a multi-time world champion, WWE champion, and in, in the in the business, they both have that. You can tell that they have that respect for each other. But Paige, she's just like annoying little sister, an annoying little niece, you know, to to Hogan and an annoying little sister to Daniel Bryan. And you can just tell by all the time she butts in and just, I mean, you're you're sitting there and you're just, I mean, this, today's episode, you're sitting there, you're having an argument on, on live television. You as the should have been mature, you know, WWE superstar, you're sitting there literally having a shouting match with one of the contestants who you're supposed to uh, be an example for. I mean, it just, you know, she's only 22, so she's young. You know, I understand that. But there's still a sense of maturity that you should, that you should inherit by being, and you should adapt at least uh, by being a WWE superstar and, you know, as much as I'm a big fan of Paige, and we'll talk about, you know, did they give Divas a chance? You know, uh, we're, we're all, We'll talk about that. Uh, but just, just a sour taste, man. It's a really sour taste uh, that I've that I'm getting for Paige, and, and I, I'm certainly not uh, not impressed. 1960 is the correct answer. Great job. I did see a uh, correct answer of that, uh, 1960. Um, uh feels like a game show was uh one of the uh one of the comments on here. Uh, I think that that's certainly um <laughs> certainly one of the uh a popular opinion. Uh just just how it is. Uh next question. Next question. What segment did Shawn Michaels turn on Marty Janetty? What segment did Shawn Michaels turn on Marty Janetty? All right. Well, uh, just real, just real quick. Uh, another another tough enough note that I wanted to have before we start on Raw. Uh, Patrick's promo tore the house down uh, on the tough chat. Um, and just, you know, just the the fighting that uh, him and uh, Josh and Mata did. I like Mata as a character. I think he has the look. I really like him as far as look-wise. But, I mean, Patrick's, I mean, as you saw on Raw, Patrick Patrick's getting cheers because, I mean, he's the indie guy. He's the guy with the, with the experience. And I, we saw certainly that, I mean, Patrick just blew him out the water. Like, hey, you know, Hey rookie, you know you, you don't want to step into these waters because you'll drown. Basically, is what he basically is what he said, in in, in other words. So you know, kudos to his promo. So that was very interesting to see. Atlanta, Hot Atlanta, Georgia hosted WWE Raw yesterday, and we started off with Paul Heyman and a Brock Lesnar promo, interrupted by Seth Rollins. You know, typical uh, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman promo, and you know, I thought that Seth Rollins already burned Suplex City to the ground. So, you know, he he mentioned that again. So I guess, you know, I guess he is going to burn another Suplex City to the ground. But, you know, Derek, let me know your take on. I, I know that you've, I know that you've, kind of. Turn the corner on Seth Rollins, and you're uh, and you're an I guess you're an advocate now. And you know Ryan Ryan has been a, a Rollins guy. I have not been a Rollins guy. Let me know your anticipation for Lesnar versus Rollins at Battle <laughs> Battlefield, as uh, Daniel Bryan would say, but Battleground. And how was the promo? Did, did the promo do anything to help it? Uh, from the beginning of RAW yesterday,
2: not really, and yeah, I've turned into a Rollins guy because he's handling the situation well. It just seems it's, it's unbelievable that he could go in and beat Brock Lesnar.
1: hmm Ryan, what are your what's your take?
2: Uh, I've noticed something the promo yesterday. I wouldn't say so much excited me, but it did. Paul Heyman finally, they weren't putting emphasis on the title for the lead-up. They were putting more emphasis on Lesnar just beating up Rollins. Mm -hmm. And then finally yesterday, I was like, hey, wait a minute, this is a title match. Yeah, so uh, we'll talk about picks later, but, I mean, that kind of swayed me, one decision. Um, Yeah, but. I don't know. I just – me, for Seth the wrestler, he's great. Seth the champion, though, I it's it, it, it's a different story. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and, you can't uh, book a champion. No. I'm, you absolutely can't book a champion that way, whether coward or not, you know. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ric Flair could do that, but he wasn't running for people when it was time to go. He, right. He, you know, he could go. So even, I mean, exactly. when Edge was playing that type of character – uh, he would always get his comeuppings, and you know it's just—I don't know, man. Just running through the crowd all the time, and it, it's tough. But you know, I just Seth Rollins, the wrestler, the performer, is a ten for me. But as champion, the way they're presenting him is—it's horrible. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe a face run, maybe—maybe n- maybe not as champ, but definitely maybe a face turn would uh, be good for his future. Yeah, uh,
1: and you know, you said the wrestler are great. The, the the you know the champion, no, and and I think the, I, people have known that uh, I've been very hard on Seth Rollins, uh, and 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 to me, rightfully so, because the thing is, if you're going to represent the WWE as the guy, as the world champion, I mean, you you just can't yeah. you just can't be someone who's just Kind of humdrum and just kind of, you know, middle of the yeah. middle of the road, and you just can't be that guy. I mean, if, if you're supposed if you're supposed to represent the the company as a champion, you have to be that guy. You have to represent the company, and you have to make people excited. And it's sad, and I've said this before. Seth Rollins is champion. He's been champ for four months now, and Seth Rollins have brought the lowest numbers the entire year, and some of the lowest numbers does, in it, recent history.
2: It does suck because it'll go on the champion, even though
1: Absolutely. other things
2: are bad. You know, but it just, oh, I hate that it goes on the champion always. But um, Well, let me give you this scenario. Let me ask you this. If uh, Roman Reigns would have won at WrestleMania, just went over Lesnar clean with no Seth interference, where do you think we'd be now or where where do you think Roman Reigns would be now like his development and even just the ratings would they have hit rock bottom
1: I don't think they would have hit rock bottom because I think that the the heat that would have been drawn by Seth Rollins would have made him I think they would have called an audible and turned him heel Uh, we probably would have seen a rematch with Rollins being a heel against Lesnar which Roman. has a little bit more marketability than Rollins, Lesnar, to, in, in my opinion. But I, I'm i so glad, and, and, you know, people know I'm a, Rollins, a Reigns, Mark, but I'm so glad, in hindsight, I am so glad that he did not win the World Championship, the WWE Championship at, at WrestleMania. I think, I wrote an article on Bleach Report earlier this year that my hopes was to see reigns versus cena at wrestlemania similar to when austin won the royal rumble in 97 and he went against bret hart uh and and it was just you know it wasn't a title match it was a grudge match ken shamrock was the referee and that helped austin yeah he won the rumble but at the same time, you know, he wasn't in the world title match. The next year, he won the Royal Rumble and was in the title match against Shawn Michaels. And so I think that that would have helped Roman Reigns if he would have had like a grudge match type of feel and I, you know, who better to put him over than Cena. You know, and then and then Cena putting him over at WrestleMania, that would have helped his push That would have helped his baby face push exponentially. But I love the organic feel, though. People are cheering Roman Reigns. I mean, the thing is, it was cool to boo Roman Reigns, you know, in the beginning of the year. It was the cool thing to do. But he's shown us, you know, that he's improving leaps and bounds. And the reason why I respect Roman Reigns is because I think about it from a tough enough perspective. And that's the reason why I like Sarah Lee. That's the reason why I like ZZ. You know, because the thing is, you don't have to have it all. But if you have heart and you have the ability to be teachable and to improve, you know, it's. We'll see that. People will respect that. And I always, you know, revert Roman Reigns back to The Rock. I mean, heck, 96 Rock was an embarrassment. It was, no matter what, and talk about your your, your pushes, you know only a <laughs> a hiccup just about or a sneeze after he debuted, he was Intercontinental Champion, and people weren't people were not buying into that, they they weren't buying into it. Uh, his his promos in a Nation of Domination was even forced in the very beginning, but he eventually started to become himself, and you know. The Rock won the world title a year after, uh, exactly a year after he debuted. He debuted summer, oh, two years. He debuted SummerSlam '96. He won the world title, you know, two years later at SummerSlam. Uh, excuse me. He debuted Survivor Series '96, and he and he won the title two years later, Survivor Series '98. So you want to talk about being force fed? You know, The Rock was you know force fed quicker than Roman Reigns, but you know, give him a chance, he'll he'll. We're seeing that he's getting, he's becoming more of himself. He's starting to not, you know, the more he's in the background and not in the title picture, the more people are giving him respect. And I think it was good that they did that. But if he would have won the title, it would. I I didn't like the meteoric. (laughs) He'd be healed, absolutely. He'd be healed without without question because because people. I didn't like the meteoric rise in the first place, and. What made it even worse is when he won the Royal Rumble, which I, you know, wasn't a big fan of that. And there's no, there's no doubt that he'd be healed right now, and not, a, and I don't want to see that because I want to see the organic build. I think, uh, you know, sometimes I think turning people heal is just it's knee jerk booking, and I, and I just, you know, I don't like knee jerk booking. I, I I detest it. <laughs> I mean, to to a degree. With the with the only exception probably being when they called an audible on Daniel Bryan making him you know inserting him in the world title match that's probably the only one of the only exceptions in quite some time knee jerk booking cringes me because people know I'm an old school guy Derek as well we're old school guys and Ryan you know I, you appreciate the business and you appreciate you know old school wrestling enough to to, to attest to this as well like. And I've said this many times before I've been watching hours and hours and hours Of CWA wrestling uh, Continental Wrestling (coughs) Association And, you know, on the network And just watching old school wrestling And I grew up watching old school wrestling in the 80s I'm used to, you know I'm used to, in 1990, Sting, you know, in January of 1990, a class of the champion, Sting is a member of the Four Horsemen. And basically, they're baby face Four Horsemen, but he could be a member or he could stay, you know, a member of the Four Horsemen if he relinquishes the title shot, you know, his title shot. And then Ole Anderson getting in his face and then he getting jumped, and that's January. He ended up going against Flair at Great American Bash, you know, in the summer of that year. So that's a six month build that they did, you know, between Sting and Sting and Flair was battling out and, you know, doing time limit draws and class of champions at eighty nine. But the real you know, even back then, but the build really started in, in, in January of ninety and culminated in the summertime. And people were into it, and so that's the that's what I'm used to. I'm not used to just knee-jerk booking. Derek, what are your thoughts?
2: You have to have the great build. Everyone loves the great build, and it's just such a fast time anymore, social media and the Internet and everything. Everything's so fast. It's Monday Night Raw, seeing pretty much many pay-per-view, pay-per-views every month. We've talked about it a million times. I mean, they just don't have the patience to do that. Your audience would have the patience. For a slow bill of six months, and it's just it's unheard of. And I love it. I think it's the best way to do business. But I don't think it would work as much anymore.
1: Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Uh, <laughs> very interesting gif here on the uh, We Are Wrestling uh, live chat. Here, it's time for Panda, Panda, bleh, Pancake. Shut up! <laughs> and I think that that was hilarious when he made his little botch. Uh, and, and, and I, 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 I uh, blah, blah, blah. that was very funny. He botched that. And he botched. And he lost his uh, shin guard uh, against Ryback on SmackDown. So Seth Rollins has been uh, just a victim of uh, just uh, some 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 really hard time, hard times, as D- Dusty Rhodes would say. Uh, so yeah, he, he just. It's one of those things that you you know. I think that Seth Rollins has overstayed his welcome as a heel. He's been a heel uh, since uh, what June of last year. So this man. is thirteenth month as being a heel. So and it, it's crazy. You know. He
2: can he can go, man. Like if you think about it, he's had the most accolades out of the three shield guy. You yeah. know, ROH champ, NXT champ, yep. WWE champ. It just I don't. I mean, they, they definitely picked the right
1: guys, just the way they presented him. It's sad. Speaking of that, I think that's the first. I think he's the only person who's ever yeah, had yeah. those three titles. Definitely. Yeah, ROH, definitely. NXT, yeah. and WWE. Yeah, it's a very, very yeah. interesting. I mean, of course, you know, uh, Daniel Bryan and, and CM Punk, you know, they've both been ROH champ, But I think that, yeah, he's the first person that has ever had ROH, NXT and uh and, and WWE very interesting there um yeah it's uh it it says how many hours of WWE television as there a week plus a uh, plus a network they can't build anymore they have to go for cheap rating spikes and and the sad part of that is you you have the Monday night roars right and, and back then you had forget you know SmackDown and Thunder because SmackDown and Thunder didn't even exist at the beginning. At the advent of the Monday Night Wars, they didn't even exist. So you literally had two hours of live television, and Raw wasn't even live all the time. They would alternate weeks. It would be one live and one taped. So you had four. You had two hours a piece of television, and you had to give us your. As far as creative standpoint, you had to give us your all. And it's like two hours 20 years ago compared to, you know, WWE being a monopoly now, basically. I mean, you have – there's no other – as much as we love ROH, and Ryan and I love ROH, but as much as we love ROH and, you know, can respect TNA, there's no comparison. There's nobody to compete to WWE.
2: Not household names. No, 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 no way. Yeah, Yeah, I tell somebody I'm going to ROH and they're like, what is that?
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it doesn't have that appeal other than, you know, diehard wrestling fans. And WWE has three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown, uh, an hour of Superstars, an hour of Main Event. So you're at already what, seven hours of uh, of of television, of 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 fresh quote unquote fresh content T V. So you're at seven hours that we still can't get you know, good builds and so, you know, they need that competition is really what it boils down to because when the Money Night Wars they would literally give their all. And they and they need that competition. The barbershop is the correct answer. Great job. Next question. What was Bastion Booger's name in WCW? What was Bastion Booger's name in WCW? <clears throat> right back, Randy Orton defeating Sheamus and Big Show. Two things that I had about this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to Derek here. Uh, two things that I felt about this match. One, it was a feel good match. I actually liked the match, it was a lot of good. You know, it was a good dynamic. You know, people the Atlanta crowd were into the match. It was a good opening match. Um, and I and I think that it's a really good showing. It's a I think that they're building right. Finally, you know, after what three years, they're finally building Ryback back. Right, I like the Intercontinental title. Um, you know, he I like the Intercontinental I know, title reign. I like what they're doing with that. I like the fact that they're actually making the Intercontinental title relevant. They're making it something. They're actually featuring it. You know, he main evented Smackdown. Uh well, he technically he beat Seth Rollins by count out. So he main evented Smackdown and he's in a match with with Randy Orton against a uh, Big Show and Sheamus. They got the win. I like that. The the, the con is where is Randy Orton's head? I mean, you can just you can just tell that Orton just really you know he he roused the crowd up you know he did a good job with SmackDown with the Ascension, but you could just tell in in many of his matches that he's just not, his head's not there as far as just excitement and, and and driving the company. Yeah, he's been there thirteen years. I get it. But it's like, and it's still, you know, and and to a degree, when you think of the legends in the business, right, you think about Ric Flair, who, you know, was in the Horseman, you know, before then, he was, you know, headlining territories, you know, uh, in, in the South, and, you know. What Everybody had a pivotal moment. Every big person, every major star really had a pivotal moment in their career. Uh, you know, Ric Flair, you know, he. it seemed like it was about done for him, and then evolution comes in. And so that helped. You know, of course, Sting, The Crow, you know, that just totally overhauled his character. Uh, ABA Taker, you know, that, that overhauled his character. Uh you know, and, and uh, that, that those those are, are are just some. Of course, Hogan with the heel turn ninety six. So there was something that just kind of injected uh, an element of freshness in their character. But honestly, when I think about and even you know, here's the thing: even Cena as U.S. Champ now is that fresh injection in his character. I would, I would actually say that now, thirteen years in, but. <sighs> I don't know what it is I don't know. It's something about I don't know about Randy Orton and I know that's your guy, uh Ryan, but the thing is I don't I just see the past 13 years, I don't see anything that's substantially up or down other than the the the, the constant of the flat line, you know, and it's not Orton, you know, he's been champ what thirteen, twelve times now, and so oh, yeah. he has the accolades. You know, he's been Intercontinental champ. You know, he's he, he's you know he was handed the U.S. title. You know, unofficial U.S. champ. He's been tag team champ. He's been multiple time world champ. But Derek, I don't know how I don't know how you feel on this, but there's something about Randy Orton. That just still does not have that. I, I suppose that's the reason why he won't stand out to me as as being one of the best ever, because there hasn't been anything about Randy Orton that just totally overhauled his character at at a pivotal moment. I I, I don't know your I don't know which how you feel about that.
2: I feel the same way you do. He's never really and the reason for last night and when he came back is his comeback. He was forgotten about so quickly. He's got nothing going for him now. And he's one of those people that just never, no matter what he does, he's always just going to be Randy Orton. He's not going to have his big high-rise moment because he's – and like it says here, Orton is stale as as a moldy dumpster. I mean, he's just a stale. He's a heck of a talent, don't get me wrong. He just never pushes. He doesn't have that extra edge or he hasn't found it yet thirteen years is a long time to not find your niche, so uh, yeah. maybe it's just not meant to be. I mean he got in there by his name, Bob Orton, yeah. and he's Bob Orton's little boy, but again, he's built his own career. He has had a solid, excellent career, just doesn't have that triple h quality or the rock quality Steve Austin player he just, he doesn't yeah. have that extra thing that makes people want to go to him That's just the way it is, yeah. Ryan, that's your guy. Um, I agree with Derek. He's definitely had a Hall of Fame career. Uh, The crazy thing is he's actually had a, like, story kind of past, you know, like Stead coming in, Orton Sun, uh, Legacy, or I'm sorry, Evolution, you know, then he does the Legend Killer, Legacy, rated RKO. um, But I will agree. He's never been the top guy. He never will be, um, but can he go for sure? It's uh, just another one of those. Another one of those guys. I just the wrestler. Yeah, you know. But if you're going to talk about somebody being the main event and carrying the show, yeah, no. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he's like I said, just definitely Hall of Fame and. I don't know what he could do to resurrect anything. Maybe, I don't know, start a new, some new faction or something. But, uh, sadly, the only time I can think of that the show has ever been catered around him, and it's kind of, it's, well, it's funny because it's, I guess it was only catered around him is when he was feuding, feuding with Triple H and the McMahon leading to WrestleMania yeah. 25. <laughs> so,
1: and that's yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, him, him and Cena's had some you know legendary matches. You know, I would say definitely one of the best feuds of the decade. But it's just, what is it going to you know what is it going to take to for 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 Orton to just cross that threshold? To me, that's 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 my thoughts on Orton. And that's the reason why. That's one of the reasons why I thought about this whole GW, uh, G, gfw uh, idea that we talked about on the show last week, I ended up writing an article about it on Bleacher Report. You know, you know, I get it. Orton's getting paid well, <laughs> you know, and and he doesn't, you know, he, he wants that paycheck. I, I get it, but it's like, eh, you know, what are you going to do, Orton, to to just kind of make your career, you know, notable? That you know, I I, I would even say something like AJ Styles. AJ Styles has been in the business for, you know, what, 15, 15 plus years. It's about I think it was been been about 98 or so. So, you know, you're, you're talking nearly 20 years in the business that – because he was, I think it was like what, Air something that he was in the WCW. Um, uh, Air something, I, I don't remember what it was. He started – yeah, 98 is when he debuted – um and then the wcw was um some somebody would tell me i i don't remember what it was called but it was called he was in the the, the team air raid that's what it was called air raid and yeah he he he, he you know he he was he kind of he was a, a very steady hand in tna for a long time similar to orton you know just a very solid character multi time champion you know great feuds but still a solid steady hand that didn't really you know break a threshold that much however what really helped Rand, uh, what really helped aj styles was his no one gimmick when he left you know the TNA and they were having AJ sightings and then he came back with the you know with the hair kind of over his face and the hoodie the 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 evil ways you know theme song that was very fitting for him that really was an overhaul to his character that was the pivotal moment to me that that just thrust it and made AJ stand out and now you know that revived his career and now he's, and I've said this before, he is the best. He is the wrestler of the year in 2015. I I, I don't think there's any dispute to that. I think you know, my boy Jay Lethal would would argue with that. But I think that I think that AJ Styles 2000, 2015 is the wrestler. He, he won the IWGP Championship twice this year. He left TNA, went to New Japan, and just really really revived his career and joining the Bullet Club, and he's done, oh, my goodness, he's done excellent in 2015. You know, he's 38 years old, and, you know, he's <clears throat> he, he's reaching the the, the the twilight of his career. But at the same time, you know, he's he's doing something in a way that you can still, you know, you, you'd want to see him past 40, you know, still being in the Bullet Club and still having fantastic matches that he's had you know, in ROH and New Japan, you know, two of the match of the year candidates that I remember was, it was him and the Young Bucks against, um, uh, I know, Ryan, you remember this. It was him and the Young Bucks against, it was Cedric Alexander uh, uh, and ACH and and Matt Tiedel. That match was just, oh, my (laughs) gosh. That was just absolutely (laughs) amazing. And then a a couple weeks ago, it was him and young bucks against uh it was a uh, uh it was raponji vice okay. and uh and uh who was who was the other person uh, okada uh r o h and so those two matches alone to me were some of the best matches that anyone could ever lay their eyes on um no 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 it was it was Ripponji vice and yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it was Vice and Okada. Yeah, it was those. It was those three. And so, uh, Riponji Vice. And so, yeah, that that was absolutely amazing. So he renewed his character. He just kind of had like a, a, a just a, a kind of a pivotal turn. And you know, I talked to Ryan about this, but Derek, like, if you could think of, I was thinking of Orton defecting over to GFW. I think that would be his moment. To me, if he defected over to GFW, started like an NWO, you know, style stable. And we talked about this last week. But Derek, who would be your three? I know you've had a week to think about it. Who would be the the three people that you would choose to, you know, be that give give GFW that type of thrust and help them out with. just being head to head with with WWE, who would who would be the, the the newer version of the NWO to me? And how and, and you know how would Randy Orton, how would it help Randy Orton's character? What does Randy Orton need to do?
2: Randy Orton needs getting out of the WWE and being the main guy would be his best with uh, GFW. Uh, almost same thing with Dolph Ziggler. I mean, as far as NWO goes, he would be the second guy. The third guy. There's a few names you can throw in there. Barrett, even R-Truth would uh, fare well in that because again, those that just never got his real due. But now would probably be more legit in way. Maybe even Jack Swagger. I mean, Swagger's got a lot to show, and they don't use him. So I mean, that's my three, right there: Swagger, RKO, and uh, Dolph Ziggler. And uh, Randy Orton just needs to be pushed to the main event which he had with WWE, but again, he's got so many people to go against. He just doesn't stick out as much. Maybe with the new GFW, he can be the big fish that he should be, could be. Hmm. Those are my three.
1: Ryan, you want to share your three to the world?
2: Sure. Uh, I went with more of a youth movement. I just I couldn't see Orton ever... We need WWE. I, I think he'd be the guy to say, Hey man, I'll retire before I wrestle for somebody else. Cause as you said, he does seem passionless at times, but uh, I went with uh, Roman Ambrose and Cesaro, not so much as, Oh yeah, these guys are headlining or whatever, just from a, uh, like you said, NWO type of uh, standpoint. Uh, of course, Roman and uh, Ambrose, you know, the chemistry's there. That's why I picked them, and I think those are two hot stars right now in the making for sure. But uh, Mm -hmm. Cesaro, just because, I mean, the dude's a star, man. He's phenomenal. He may not, you know, get it to you on the mic because of the whole Swiss accent, and I'm doing finger quotes as I say that. But, uh, yeah, that dude's a star, man. I just think his ability, you know, uh, would go well. Oh my goodness!
1: <laughs> Without um, interesting, Carl Anderson, Tawatonga, and Finn Balor—that's an interesting three there.
2: Oh well, now um, hold on, now wait a minute—I didn't know we were going outside. <laughs> we no, we, w- weren't. <laughs> because, <laughs> we weren't. Yeah, I, mean, we were. we <laughs> yeah, we can pop some ratings here, you know. So, yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, whoa, Balor. Well, you know, if if we if we include NXT, I think I think Balor would just be oh yeah, yeah. oh my goodness, yeah, him him def- defecting over to GFW and and being one of the three, I think that that would just uh, turn some heads at uh, absolutely. Um, all right, so we're going to talk more about Raw. Uh, we have hit uh, the break mark, and we'll be right back. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed
0: around here, buddy. You're looking at it. Four corners. Three. on. mine, us go. The whole squad is... Making it clear We've taken this year You know who we are But you don't know Why we here So this is where The big boys play These big boys play Like who defies The living guy Get out the big boys way Outsiders with the swoop in We live as kings You see in us But our third man Waits in the wings And when the time is right We shock him With the proper attack I go for dolo But ain't solo Cause the promo in black Hollywood Hendrix Prizzle pinning 'em them to the mat. And I'm that's one with the strength of a hundred men with one intent to see the will fulfilled of the one who sent his son to give himself. But you rap out your gaps in your rack torture. White coffins when I drop a bomb. My mic's awesome. Never lost faith. You in all space. You can all skate, Suffer but never crippled. No bin walls in my cross face. From here to Saturn, they raving. Anticipating. I was frostbitten, Now I am glacier. Mixed with some Vader. Get to hawking with these animals. Using God for my defense and Alabama, we and That's beautiful Bobby Eaton. Me and Priest, we the dangerous alliance. Nah, the Harlem Heat. tie the do-rag before we do battle. You're talking sheep. You all what you speak. This too still is is back. We repping that work pack, The foundation shaking. No mistaking. Yeah, we shook that. Trust in God. We trust. Pushing forward. Never look back. Meekness ain't at all weakness. Some people must that. Stamping out this crook rap. He turning the power on. On the race Edge leg drop after a power bomb. Tired of the lies, man. We bringing the truth through. Diligent and fruitful. The owners in our group too. It's good to be king. Sold out. This war it's brutal. We playing them war games. Our army go move too youth crew. I'm in the rafters with a bat in my hand and stand to shatter all your plans so they don't matter. In the grand scheme is that easy. We tag teaming. the brothers, we love it. Demand the win. Establish it. fit the clash to the champions This is where the big boys play, huh? We ain't here to play.
1: And as the 11th commandment says here on the Real Wrestling uh, live stream, thou shalt not intentionally miss pancakes and power slams. So I agree. Uh, I very, 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 very much agree. All right, so let's get to the rest of the raw here. Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt uh, does not happen, leads to Roman Reigns attacking Bray before the match starts. I like that. I think that was good. First of all, I'm tired of seeing Ambrose versus Wyatt, and second of all, finally you get Roman Reigns uh, getting some type of steam, you know, with with Wyatt because every week, you know, it's been five weeks almost since uh, you know the the, the uh, Money in the Bank. And so, you know, just about all those weeks WWE uh would would somehow have Bray Wyatt, you know, get over and over and over and over and over. And I get it, you know, it is to make it's to give Roman Reigns that underdog pop and I like it. Like I said, it's an organic push. People are behind them. People are, you know, it, there's an emotional feel to it you know uh, and and it's and it's awesome. I like the fact that they put, you know, um his daughter in it. And it's, you know, it, it's a, it's good storytelling, so I'm 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 on board with it. Derek Derek is talking, but uh Ryan go ahead, go ahead.
2: Yeah, um, I think that um, <clears throat> it was kind of weird if, uh first Reigns was on a crazy, killer win streak, and I remember, is everybody hearing me okay? Oh, okay, sorry about that. Yeah, no, Reigns was on, like, this win streak, and I remember texting you about it, like, man, this dude's not facing any adversity, and it was, like, almost too much. And then in the past, like you said, five weeks, he's been getting beat up so much. So uh, pretty cool to see him get his comeuppance. And that was actually a cool attack. I did like that. Um, and I thought of something, man, is is Bray Wyatt the only guy from Nexus outside of Michael Tarver that hasn't won a title in WWE? Wow.
1: I think that
2: you are, I think that you're correct. Um, yeah, because the uh, prime time player, the one cat, um, yep, Darren young, young, he finally won his and right back one is, and the yep. other guys are tag champs or US or IC. Yep,
1: Gabriel oh, Slater Barrett, yeah, all of them. Yeah, all of them pretty crazy title. <laughs> wow, and it's interesting to think about it that way. He is other than Tarver, yeah, and Tarver yeah. didn't didn't last, you know. Um, you know, uh, a, a night you know with uh, with WWE looked like. Although I thought Tarver had some, uh, I thought he had some potential. I don't know. Yeah, oh, yeah I think yeah, they yeah. kind of let go of him prematurely. To be honest with you, I think mm-hmm. he had some uh, some potential, and I and I, I was okay with uh, with Tarver. What? Uh, did, what show? What Saturday morning show did Todd Pettengill host? What Saturday morning show? The Todd Pettengill host. Uh, Dean Ambrose is your boy Derek. He's not booked for Battleground, and as I as I imagined, you know, his stock has basically plummeted after Money in the Bank. Do we see a turn soon?
2: I think so. I mean, he was you know he had lined a couple pay per views. He's been his name's been on the main events. I mean, he's got a cooling down period going on now, but I think something's going to come up for him. I mean, he's—they can't let him just go to shame and be absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, last couple weeks has been an afterthought, but I mean, something—he's—he's he's still there. He's still got a few things going for him. So, I mean, the, he's not what he was. You know, we we're just talking a few weeks ago. So, give the guy a little bit of time.
1: A little bit of time. I don't know, man. I think that he has had the worst road to now since the Shield split. I mean, oh, I mean, if if we yeah. think about if we think about Ambrose's road, you had him and you know him and Rollins was the first few that he was in after the split, and you know that that was about three months, and he didn't you know there was no advantage he 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 didn't get the he didn't get over then because the last match of the Rollins and Ambrose feud was the still cage match uh at uh what was that Night of Champions I think it was Night of Champions or yeah I think it was Night of Champions was it um or was it yeah I think it was Night of Champions September cuz I think that's when uh, Bray Wyatt came back so yeah so basically he Feuds with Rollins for a, uh, a few months. Last match is a steel cage match, which he loses because Bray Wyatt comes back and attacks Ambrose, and then he loses the Bray Wyatt feud. Uh, he, you know, he he didn't he didn't get over on that feud, and then he just kind of, uh, you know, just kind of stays in limbo for for a while, and then, you know, it gets inserted into the Intercontinental title uh, feud. He was the first person to steal, you know, the title from Barrett, uh, and, you know, I was the first person to, to, to really have this feud going. I thought it was just going to be him and Barrett. I thought there was finally a time to, you know, shine and, and do something, but nope, he didn't win the match. So then, you know, he goes back to – somehow he gets he goes back to Seth Rollins and still doesn't get over. So, it, you know, the, the, the 13 months that Ambrose has been by himself, and even before then he was probably one of the worst defended as far as U.S. champions. He hardly ever defended the title. And even JBL would, you know, crack jokes about him never defending the U.S. championship. So yeah, it, it I think Ambrose you just I like, up I like a theory the guy. for me.
2: What's your theory? I'm sorry, I think you I think uh I think these shield guys need each other. Um yeah. Roma Randy's doing other. okay, but I, I I think uh outside of them being the Shield, they're not as hot as they were, you know, as a group. Mhm. And I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not saying it's fact. Oh, no, no, no. I, I don't want that. That's the crazy thing. I, I, I want to wait way down the road for that, yeah. that reunion. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, and, and of course, a, a group can get over more than one guy easier. But, yeah, and plus they're not handled right. But uh, maybe they do need each other. Maybe in the long run, two years from now, we might be uh all picking crow out of our teeth looking at Roman Reigns. <laughs>
1: uh we'll, we'll see about that. It was uh it was hell in a cell It was October actually so the few went 4 months and it, and it and it didn't it didn't get them over uh at all. So I know they I think they had a match at Night of Champions I'm not quite sure uh, about that. I'm I'm trying to remember uh, Night of champions card and um who was the uh I know Cena Cena won against Lesnar it was a like a DQ finish uh with that and then uh Rollins uh, yeah cuz Rollins and Reigns were going against um each other um, and and then yeah, because it was the, the 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 ten count, and then and then uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ambrose came out um, with that, if 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 I can recall that correctly. But uh, yeah. when he was doing the ten count, Ambrose came out, I believe, uh, and it led to yeah, led led to Hell in a Cell, and uh, yeah, that, you'll see what that happened. Yeah, what happened with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't see the correct answer yet. Uh yeah, LiveWire li- live is the correct answer. W- uh, uh what location where where was Jimmy Snooker billed as being from? Uh where where, where is where was Jimmy Snooker, superfly Jimmy Snooker, billed as being from? Speaking of speaking of Snooker, uh Darter Tamina was involved in a very, very buzzworthy segment on Raw and probably one of the most talked about segments on Raw. Start started off with Nikki Bella and with Bree and Alicia. Cutting an in-ring promo. Interrupted by Stephanie McMahon who introduces Paige, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. And by the way, I'm convinced that the WWE watches or listens to Pancakes and Power Slams because Last week, I did call that trio. I called Paige, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. So, very, very interesting there. Interrupted by uh, Naomi and Tamina, and then Stephanie introduces uh, their team, which uh, is Team Bad now, uh, best at dominating, uh, which is uh, Sasha Banks, the boss. The Divas have a battle in the ring. Nikki and Alicia gets uh, locked in submission moves by Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha. And here, here's my here's my pro and my con with that. I'll start off with the con. I was having this conversation with a colleague today. My con is this: I do not want NXT to be doused with WWE. That's something I do not want to experience at all. And I think with with Owens coming up, with Zayn, with Neville, I like the call ups. That's the whole point, you know. NXT should be, and at the end of the day, it's still a developmental territory. Although it really is an entity in in and of itself. However, the goal is still to call up, you know, um, you know, the superstars. So, you know, it, it, it's it's like. I, I like all the call-ups, but what what is that going to leave uh, NXT with? You know, <laughs> as far as the Divas are concerned, you know, as far as Kevin Owens being you know called up, Neville being called up after WrestleMania, you know, Zayn is hurt, Tommy's hurt, you know, so it's like your NXT to me is kind of losing its luster because. It's being too exposed is being you know it's being too exposed it it's it's it doesn't have that indie you know different type of feel as it did when people were really really into it. That's the con the pro of course is that they get caught up and Elena just ate it a lot you know it just ate it out from from the palm of uh, you know their hands um that moment and I think uh it was a good moment it was a memorable moment it seemed a little bit too forced to me i i think introducing them all was a little bit contrived to me to be honest with you but um you know it it was still you know it, it was still a memorable moment
2: yeah they uh you said introducing them like that that was um i don't know it <laughs> It took a lot of the pop away because that was a lot of entrances back to back, and uh, Banks got the brutal part of it. Man, it was just crickets when she came out. Um, Yeah, I look at, but real quick on NXT, I look at it as the uh, it's like a developmental territory training school. Like that's the the best thing I can say for it. But uh, they definitely need to slow down on all the call-ups and integrating Raw into it and stuff like that. They're running out of these indie guys after Balor and the Tommy. I don't know what they're going to do because um, then they'll just be stuck with homegrown talent that, you know, Not of course everybody's not going to be a home run like these guys who've been around the world. Uh, but I will say the one thing that they need to fix ASAP is, their tag division in NXT. They just yeah. they don't really make tag teams, man. Somebody brought that to my attention. Like the Ascension oh come on. Um Blake and Murphy, like, they just oh, they're goodness. just kind of there. You know, and then uh yeah. like Enzo and Cass, you know, the the gimmick the mic works over, but you know, if that goes to wrong, like you said, it'll get eight alive a few weeks in. They'll get what chance and Things like that, people will get bored with it. So, yeah, definitely yeah. need to work on that tag division. And I don't know what they're going to do now with the with their women. So, they got some work to do. Yeah, I agree. Just
1: uh, the tag division they're they're trying to they're trying to push the vaude villains again. You know, I remember they had such an undefeated streak for a while, and you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, it they they start losing a lot, and then now they're trying to, and it's and it's and it's sad to me because the hottest team in NXT with, without a doubt is Enzo and Cass, but they still keep missing the big one, you know. And it's like, yeah, do we really want to see the Vault Villains versus Blake and Murphy, you know. And it's like, eh, you know, I'll pass on that. And you know, Enzo and Cass is the team, and I think they Enzo and Cass remind me of a, of a modern day New Age Outlaws. I think that they have yeah. that type of feel to them, especially, you know, Enzo cutting that, you know, Road Dog t- uh, type of promos. And I know the Road Dog and, you know, Dusty Rose before he passed, you know, they they helped as far as promos, Road Dog's an agent. But I I see Road Dog all over Enzo as far as the uh uh promo perspective is concerned, but you're right. I mean, we got, you know, they they're doing uh um uh, what's his name, Cable, uh, and, and Jason Jordan, you know, that's kind of thrown together because Jason Jordan, you know, turned on uh, Jay, uh, on uh, Dillinger, and so, but now he has a partner again, and, uh, you know, it's not as exciting from a tag division as as it should be, so I, I certainly agree with that. But uh, next we have, and uh, Derek, I mean, I know that you're not a big fan of, of the Divas, but this, the this, Call some buzz at least.
2: It did a little bit, just for the fact I like the term they put revolution behind it. But I just don't want this to turn into more divas coming over. We need to stay away from the divas. We need the tough, gritty female competitors that they can be. And then Paige was that, but then she turned into a diva. So I hope this can be something great. I was excited to see him come out. The first time the Divas where I'd worked my head up and like, Wow, okay. Something might be boiling, but I said that when Paige started. So, I'm going to watch and see. I was excited, but in the long run, I don't want them to be deep. But
1: yeah, and, and and that and that raises a good point because you know this will probably lead into you know some type of nine-person oh, they, yeah. tag match. You know, they but what happens Davis after? Thing. Yeah,
2: it's like the total divas theme at the end of the segment. Like, what are yeah, you I, doing? oh my goodness, I, I
1: I noticed that too. I I know. Oh my goodness, I noticed that too. When they were raising their arms up, when Paige when Paige was raising up Becky Lynch and Charlotte, I noticed that too. I was going to actually tweet about that. Why in the world would they pay? Would they play the total divas theme? Isn't that the whole point of – not only did they play the Total Divas thing, they played, you know, just the, the theme that people just don't want to affiliate the theme, the, the division for, you know, uh, with. And it's like, you know, in that slap of the face of all the call-ups real quick, just a underhanded jab. And it's like, you know, I think in my head, you know, after – what happens after – SummerSlam. I understand that you know there probably won't be any matches scheduled for this uh, battleground unless they just throw together a uh, Divas title match, which I really hope Nikki loses that title. Is just oh, just it's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's like we'll probably get a, uh, a nine-person tag match at at SummerSlam, which would be interesting. But if you think about the end of the year, you know, I really, really like Becky Lynch, but, I mean, do we we still see Becky Lynch, you know, on the main roster? If she's on the main roster, there's a really good chance that she will not be anywhere close to the title picture. You know, and it's like, you know, people like her is really going to get the short end of the stick because, uh, you know, as good as she is, this is just really a moment. Unfortunately, it's just really a moment. So, What WCW pay-per-view became home to the War Games match? What WCW pay-per-view became home to the War Games match? Um, yeah, Steph shouldn't have sucked up all of the glory Paige could have got if she introduced him. Well said, absolutely well said. Especially, especially when she had the forum, you know, backstage, and she was the one who wanted to get, you know, the, the people behind her against the Bellas, and everybody left. I just really think that if it was just a, and it, I just really think if it was just again, it's contrived to me, you know, because. That 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 appearance, that surprise appearance, you know, it just makes much more sense because you know, just like you said, there were crickets when just about when Sasha Banks came out because we can't we we can't we can't we can't I guess assume that everybody knows NXT, and we saw that with 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 Kevin Owens, you know, when when he came out. Uh, there wasn't, it, it wasn't a huge reaction. I mean, it was a huge reaction with Sami Zayn because they were in Montreal. But with Kevin Owens, the NXT champion, it wasn't a huge reaction when he came out. So not a lot of, I mean, not everybody are, are familiar with NXT.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, and I and I'd imagine that's maybe one of the reasons why Stephanie introduced him. But, eh, you know, it, it still took away from that debut feel, like that run-in, that natural run-in feel that, you know, just makes things much, much better. Next we have uh, Mark Henry once again turning from face to heel to face to heel to face to heel. (laughs) This week he was a baby face, and he teamed with uh, primetime players against the New Day. Derek, you know how much I'm a New Day fan. Why in the world is New Day continuing to lose and why is Mark Henry t- continuing to flop between face and heel?
2: No was a mess it just it doesn't make sense. There's nothing going on in the tag team division now. It was so much steam was behind New Day, and it just came to a big screeching halt, and now it is the mess that we have. I'm not that interested in him as far as you know new day's coming out. It used to be something, but now it's it's nothing and mark henry i mean he's just he's a commodity there. I mean, there's nothing good or bad about him. And just, he's just somebody that they have to put him in there. Show up, will give you a couple thousand dollars or whatever he gets. <laughs> However, a New Day, they just need to put him back to where they were. They were so hot, and now they're so not. It, it, it makes me just, I don't know what to do with the tag team division. The tag team division was awesome for a while, and now it's nothing. So they dropped the ball on that. Good job, WWE. We're used to it.
1: <laughs> Mark Henry's a face this week, Ryan.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. It's just, just I don't know. It's the other week, so that's how it goes with uh, Henry's
1: Sh- Adrian
2: show, and it's crazy because those guys should just be the most. They should be like Brock Lesnar characters, you know, but. Mm-hmm. They've been so overexposed throughout the years. We're like, Yeah, what's a choke slam? What's a punch? What's yeah. the world's strongest <laughs> slam? So Yeah. Exactly. Um and as for uh prime time players, there was a point where they were really over and uh, that point isn't now. They shouldn't no. be tag <laughs> champs. <laughs> no, I agree, they just
1: You know, to me, I'm I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I think that this was a, I think was a PR move to make them, you know, tag champs. You know, and I'll I'll leave it at that. Uh, I do, I do think it was a PR move. Uh, They certainly aren't as over as they used to be, Uh, and I think that just, you know, killing that momentum that the New Day was just, oh, organically, and they were Uh the most intriguing heels. You know, a, a month just uh, just a month ago, two months ago, they were they the were most the intriguing. Second best hills. segment,
2: like first or second best segment, you know, outside of the open challenge, like that. Those were the two best segments at one point yep. on Raw. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> absolutely, and, and just you know, <laughs> I, I like the promos that they're cutting. You know, uh, still in a positive way, but still jabbing at the cities. I, I get it. You know, I, I like the fact that they're saying, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, Pastor E, you know, he, he's doing, he, he's preaching, be, you know, before you know the music come on, you know, don't you dare be sour. Clap for your soon-to-be tag team champions and feel the power. I, I like that. You know, I, I like the fact that they're 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 still doing that, but you know, it, it seems like the w w e should know you know the to strike while the iron's hot, and they did that by making them tag champs, but the iron was still red hot, and they pulled the plug i mean the w w e creative team pulled that plug that iron plug out of the socket, and the new day didn't do that it seemed like it was totally creative because it was working they was winning they, they were winning the champion they won the championships they won they were winning matches. And, you know, the whole Freebird rule and three of them interfering, you know, one of them interfering and all three being involved, that helped them, too. You know, by that alone, they should have had a, a very long, you know, tag team title stint. But, you know, we'll get to predictions in a minute. I just really, I just don't really know, know what they're going to do with them. Our troops defending King Barrett, we'll get to that uh, on the, the pre-show. All right, let's get to Rusev defeating Cesaro, uh, and well, Rusev defeating Cesaro and Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens walks out, uh, and then Rusev uh, uh, defending John Cena by DQ because of Kevin Owens interference. This U.S. this U.S. title you know scene, and it's and it's surprising to me because the U.S. title is a WCW NWA belt. Uh, it would seem like they would be doing that to the Intercontinental kind of Title, but the the U.S. Title has been probably the most exciting championship uh, and the most intriguing championship. I think Rusev did a great job when he had it. You know, I would say probably within the pat this entire year, other than the tag team championships for a little bit, but the U.S. Championship has has been the championship uh, with with uh, with Rusev having it, Cena having it and just these open challenges. I mean, this the fact that they had a triple threat match to to determine the number one contender for an open challenge, that says a lot. And it was just a fantastic match. Three three weeks in a row that you have match of the year candidates all dealing with the U.S. title. So, Ryan, I'm sure that you're a fan of it.
2: Oh, absolutely, man. I think these guys in this segment should have been the main event um, outside of, you know, some Brock Lesnar stuff. I don't think if Brock Lesnar's not competing, he doesn't need to be in the last segment of Raw every week, but uh, definitely want him on there. But um, Yeah, and I've always thought the same thing about the U.S. title, how it's not theirs, but they treat it better than the IC title, maybe because the U.S. title makes more sense and you know kind of people are like what is the intercontinental title but right (laughs) uh it's like it's like the most precious their precious wcw thing it's their only thing they care about from there now Mm -hmm. that the world title's gone
1: (laughs) yeah i agree and and to back up that segment uh everybody watched Sting versus Triple H at WrestleMania again. And when he said the only thing that they care about was uh, (laughs) WWE from WCW, watch that match again, and you will uh, definitely agree with what he just said. Um, Derek, I'm sure that you're a big fan, too. Uh, It is so funny, real quick, uh, someone pointed on the live stream, all of the non-Americans fought for the U.S. title shot. Yes, you had a Bulgarian, yes, you had a Canadian, you had a uh, <laughs> what's I,
2: I'm, Swiss German. I'll term. give away my pick. Of course, I was thinking Cena, and I I think a four-way at SummerSlam with these other three guys, and they'll say that hey, they're from these countries against you know the U.S. title. So mm, yeah, USA SummerSlam. That's my lead into that. a fatal four-way for the U.S. title. Oh man, I, w- I would absolutely love that. Although <laughs> I
1: think that we may unfortunately see Ziggler uh, and Rusev, maybe Ziggler line against Rusev and and oh. uh, Summer Ray. So oh. yeah, tell the injury longer.
2: <laughs> right, oh.
1: right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Derek, U.S. U.S. Open Challenge.
2: U.S. Open Challenge has been the best segment on Monday Night Raw for the past few weeks, at least for me. I mean, it's exciting. I mean, I love how it. John Cena comes out, and he's like, hey, it's this time, U.S. title time, Woo! And uh, then it cuts the commercial. I mean, it brings so much to the title. I would never thought the U.S. title would be this much going on with it. And Cena, Rusev, awesome with it. Cena, he's done nothing but so much good for this. I mean, he's still probably one of the hottest characters on Raw. And he's, I don't... I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I don't love Cena. Chris, you know that. But he has done absolute wonders with this title. And open challenge, again, I look forward to it every week. And I'm always ready for it. And they've always, they've never disappointed. So, I mean, I'm, I'm stick with it. I love it. It's the best thing we're got to offer right now.
1: Yeah, I think that we're liking the open challenge because of the quality of the matches. I think it's a foregone conclusion that, there's, there's just not going to be anyone that just, you know, just randomly yeah. wins the U.S. title. That would be awesome to see, you know, in a raw that someone just wins the title. But you know, I think it's just the quality of the matches that we like, because you know, nobody's going to just win the title. Um, but you know, it's an it's, it's it's the injection that that Johnson needed, uh, without question. You know, to and it's not even really a demotion. It's John John Cena and I've said this many times before. John Cena is like he's like he's he's really impervious to everything, right? There's nothing that can just there's nothing that can be done from a creative standpoint that can sabotage John Cena at this point. So, yeah, yeah I was with so with that, you know, it's like it's not even a demotion. It's like D. John Cena has the U.S. title. Oh, I'm watching. You know, t- in many people's eyes, Ryan, you were saying.
2: Yeah, and I've been watching on the network. I've been watching SmackDown pay-per-views from like '02 and '03, and uh, the <laughs> John Cena in '03. Like the dude paid his dues back then. Man, he he lost, and it was uh, I can't remember the time frame of months, but I mean, he lost to Kurt Angle. The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. Like, that's, mm-hmm. it's funny because I'm like, man, he was on a losing streak, but those guys are Hall of Famers. So, yeah. But, um, yeah. and it's crazy, like, even with this open challenge, even though he went down the card, he's still not losing and no one cares. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. But very, very good point.
2: Speaking of,
1: uh, no one caring. I, I no one cared about Stardust being Stardust, and I I was totally. I I had to tweet this uh, around Raw I, during Raw. This was the worst creative move that WWE could have made with Cody Rhodes. First, okay, here's the thing. First of all, you have him. His his dad is one of the best in the. Business ever. He passed, you know, a month a month ago. And basically, he takes some time off. We know that he's the son. They even acknowledge that he's the son. So we get the tweet. His, you know, he we get the tweet that he's coming back. His, you know, head is. He said he still has the Stardust garb on, but he has the cowboy boots, and. You know, his head is turned toward the camera. So that's some suspense. The cowboy boots, this is the end of Stardust, blah, blah. They're in Atlanta, which is dusty roads country, and we get the same Stardust as we've been getting. Oh, I was so devastated when I saw this. Yeah, he beat Neville. So what? It was ridiculous. And then after that, he starts tweeting about Stephen Amell again. So it's, oh, this was just horrible. Oh, I was so frustrated. I was so annoyed by what we saw. It was you had such an amazing moment and and the crowd was just dead confused. They were so confused. They were had they, they were they were doing dusty chants that couldn't get loud. Because Cody or, Go, or Stardust, he would try to elicit heel heat, which made no sense to try to elicit heel heat because it's your first appearance since Dusty died, and you're in Atlanta, so you're trying to elicit heel heat. It made no sense at all. It was such horrible booking,
2: Derek. I had mean, the worst booking I've seen in a long time, and it just shouldn't have come down that way. I mean, that's disgusting to. You've had all these accolades, Dusty Rhodes, you know, being what he was, and you've been celebrating him, you know, a few weeks after his death, and then you're going to throw this pile of crap on top of it. And it, it, it was a point in a I got up and decided not to watch some of that. It was – what good would it have done, or did? I – if I was Vince, I would have uh... – started running video package whenever Cody let me know he was ready to come back to work and was over the grieving mm-hmm. process. I would have ran video packages of him dropping the Stardust gimmick and saying, I'm a rogue. I got to mm-hmm. do this for Pops. You know, I would have milked it. You know, it, it, it's performance. Dusty would have wanted that. Like, come yes. on. Um, oh, goodness. That would have got him over so huge. You know, you get a, something where it's like Cody returns next week, you know, and that yeah they just need more of those video packages anyway so yeah Perf- uh, perfect booking real quick thirty
1: seconds ryan since you're since you're uh, uh speaking hot right now uh your 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 take on the Lesnar Rollins contract signing
2: uh just bad you know just they made they made Rollins look so scary um I'm guessing only for him to win um Feel a little weird with face Heyman. <laughs> it's funny to me. Yeah. Uh, the blunt object under the table was a little, that had to be Triple H um, mm-hmm. for sure. But just the object, it was just a blunt object. That was funny to me. Um, and Kane, that just, that was weird. And then and and if pro wrestling were real life, Brock Lesnar would have ran back out. After Seth Rollins when he cut the promo at the end, so yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that that bad go home, bad go home. Yeah, oh.
1: Derek Rollins Rollins promo at the end. How pointless it,
2: was it? It was. It's getting old. And I, again, I've said earlier that Rollins has been great with the role that he's been given. But I mean, enough is enough. It's time for this to come to a head and have him lose a title or whatever's going to happen. Uh, But going back and forth with Kane, I love you, I hate you, I love you, I hate you. We all knew it was a sham to begin with when he gave Kane that Hawaii vacation and everything. But what he did last night, just kind of, it's, I don't like seeing people do that to Kane. I don't like the WWE treating Kane like that. So, I mean, I hope Kane has a bit of redemption on this for what it's worth. And, uh, you know, maybe cost Rollins the match at Battleground. Who knows? That would be Okay. Yeah,
1: flavor of the week. We uh, are going to uh, we're going to say for next week. We're going to talk about the television title real quick. I uh, remember Booker T. You know. Uh as far as booker t i think it really helped shine booker t and really got him uh, uh elevated him as a mid from mid Carter to a main eventer we'll, we'll talk more from a historical standpoint uh next week um but yeah i absolutely love the the, the concept of the television title of of anything but the so much prestige and the nwa wcw television titles Speaking a dusty uh, him and uh, Blanchard I wrote uh, in one of my articles about Dusty. You know, him and and, D- and Tully Blanchard feuding for the title. You know, for the television title was one of the times that, one of the first times that I remembered just being a, a die-hard Dusty fan and being just sucked in uh, even at that moment. All right, predictions real quick. Let's go with uh, Derek Orton, Sheamus. Uh,
2: i I think I'm going to go with Sheamus. I'm confident. Ryan? Orton, money in the bank, lose their jobs a lot. Or money in the bank, win their jobs a lot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I, I agree. I think Orton wins. They're in St. Louis. Orton wins. Uh, Sheamus, we'll get to that. Truth and Barrett. Ryan? Barrett. Barrett.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
1: Barrett. Yeah, Baird here as well. Uh who wins the Intercontinental uh, Championship match, Ryan? Uh, Ryback retained. you got to keep it on the big guy. The big guy. How about you, uh, Derek? Does the big guy win? Yeah, I believe the big guy
2: wins.
1: Yeah, I agree, too. Uh, I think we may see just Ryback Miz at SummerSlam, which wouldn't be too bad. Uh, does the Primetime Players keep the tag team titles, Derek?
2: Yeah, I believe they'll keep the titles, and uh, there might be a switch up at SummerSlam, but for right now, Primetime Players have it.
1: Yeah, you agree with that, Ryan? Unfortunately, I do. Yeah, I think that's where it's leading to. But they've been, they've been losing a lot, so it may be something different. Uh, I wrote an article on PW Mania about this match. Cena,
2: Owens, Ryan. Uh, Cena, but by DQ, uh, Cesaro or Rusev and those guys, you know, do whatever and mess it up and it leaves the SummerSlam a triple threat or a fatal four away. Mm. Derek. Cena. Owens. Yeah, everything, everything Ryan just said. Honestly, I <laughs> yeah. think. <laughs>
1: yeah, I uh, I got Cena winning by DQ. I wrote I wrote an article on P- PW Mania about it. I think this carries over to SummerSlam. All right, uh, Reigns and Bra- uh, Reigns and Bray, who wins, Ryan? Reigns. No, Bray. Derek Bray. <laughs> yep. Uh Who who wins, Derek?
2: Uh, for me, Reigns. Rawlin.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Reigns. For, it rains and Bray to rematch at SummerSlam. Mm. All right,
1: who wins? Right, right, who, is, uh, uh, real quick, who wins the WWE Championship, Ryan,
2: or who retains? Rollins
1: retains.
2: Rollins retains. Mm. On the DQ or something fishy. I I also believe that uh, Rollins will somehow find a way to. Uh, Kane will probably come down and disqualify uh, Brock Lesnar, but this will yeah. go into SummerSlam, sure.
1: All right, yeah, Ryan, uh, 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 Rollins, Sheamus will win. Ha-ha, dun-dun-dun. Y'all have a good night. (laughs) Enjoy Battleground. And mark my words, there will be some suspense by the time we come back next week. we will be on the show. Until next week, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. Bye-bye.